This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Pat and Stu. Is Al Gore thinking and running? Uh, that, that's the question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to us, he is. Yes. We have confirmed that Al Gore is going thinking to run about for it. president. Yeah, he's, he's beyond thinking. He's yeah. all over it. I mean, yeah. We've confirmed he's the savior. Of the Democratic Party. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we confirmed that a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, I, we like to, to make a big deal out of this because it would be really fun. Yeah, it would. Um, I, I don't know that. Well, let's say, I mean, watch this. I don't, I don't know that he actually says he's going to run or really even hints that he's going to run. But we're using this as fuel to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of move our conspiracy theory down. Well, Jorge line. Ramos asked about it. So it, it's, uh, it's legitimate fuel. Yeah, I Legitimate think so. fuel. Here, here it is. Are you considering running for president? I'm a recovering politician. I've said that before, but it's still true. And the longer... I go without a relapse, the less likely there will be one. But um, let me see if I can get a more concrete answer. Are you ruling out any possibility of running for president I, I, in this campaign? No matter how campaign? you ask the question, I will give you the same answer. You're as skilled an interviewer as any uh, person I just want to know if you television. want to be president again. <laughs> <laughs> Yet a third way of asking the question. But the, the answer in the form of that uh, the uh, answer saying, in uh, the form I'm of a recovering politician is really as close, really to, as close to the reality of my situation as I can tell you. Tell you. Uh, I, I am not uh, giving serious thought to that. I, I, I am grateful in some ways mm-hmm. that people will ask the question, uh, but um, 
I am enjoying what I'm doing in my life right oh, now. Oh, I bet you uh, are. I am trying to affect the political system uh -huh. in this country and yeah. in other countries around the world, right. and I'm enjoying that. Hmm. And I'm enjoying the power that I now wield, which is more than when I was vice president, that's for sure. And what I like to do is try to bring down the United States of America, <laughs> and I'm being fairly successful at that. It's, uh, it's interesting because uh, if you don't intend to run, you just say no, right? I mean, if there's no chance you're going to run again, why wouldn't you just say, no, I'm not going to run? Well, because he's a recovering politician. I'm and, a recovering you know, politician. Longer. This stupid answer, I'm a recovering politician. I mean, our theory is <clears throat> essentially uh, Al Gore would run if put in a position where there was no other candidate. Like Bernie right. Sanders looks like he's going to win the nomination. That type of situation where Bernie's about to win, Hillary's gone, Biden decided not to run, there's nobody there. Mm -hmm. Gore comes in as the savior last right. minute to be like, holy crap, we're not running this 900-year-old socialist. That's not, you know, we're going to run this guy who's also a socialist but doesn't look as much like a 900-year-old socialist. That's the scenario. Mm -hmm. This interview... Infor reinforces that scenario. Yes, it does. It doesn't mean he's going to run. Yes, he's not it does. jumping in tomorrow. He's not playing the game. Mm -hmm. He's not making any campaign. Uh, you know, he doesn't need uh, the money. structure, right? He is. That's the biggest impediment. He's keeping the door open in case he's needed as a savior. Yep. Yeah. In, in fact, the money is a detriment. You know, he he won't be making the kind of money he's making now, and that's probably one of the drawbacks for for getting into this race because, he, of course, he's enjoying what he's doing. He's a billionaire now. Or very close to it. I mean, nobody really knows his, his total net worth, but it's a lot. I mean, it's a ton. He made, yeah. you know, he sold, he sold current for $500 million. Um, God, that's amazing. I mean, think it, of how many. That's a uh, lot of money. Now, first of all, it wasn't all his. So, no, it was $125 million was, it was his. Was his. Um, but, I mean, think about that. It was a complete disaster. Right. It's yeah. like selling a restaurant that decided to try to make dog food and no one went to it, and then you sold it for $500 million. It's like no one liked the channel mm -hmm. before. No one likes the channel now. There's never been a point where people watched Current, and he still made $500 million off of it. It's amazing. That's a, it's amazing that you completely fail. You don't bring in any yeah. audience, and then you sell it for that kind of money. And that, that just shows how powerful it is when you have access to that many homes. Now, nobody yeah. is watching you in any of those homes. But just to have the access yeah. is worth half a billion dollars. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Wow. It is pretty amazing. But I would say that this actually does reinforce our little theory. Yes, it does. I mean, it doesn't... He's not... You know, there's no going to be no announcement tomorrow. But there is a scenario where... I think everyone can see a scenario where Hillary Clinton collapses. She's obviously... Mm -hmm on the way to doing that, but still has such a massive, you know, cushion because there's no one else serious in the race at this point. But if she were to collapse and Biden didn't get in, mm -hmm. this is the guy. Mm -hmm. This is the guy. Because I there mean, is the, literally no one else. The, the only other person no you could throw John out Kerry. there. Uh, John Kerry's um, not, not a good candidate. John Kerry, yeah, I don't, I don't know, maybe, but I, my other person would be, and I know uh, your digestive system doesn't want to hear this, but Elizabeth Warren is the other mm. name that could crazily get in last minute. But she doesn't have the resources that Al no. Gore has. And she doesn't uh, seem to know. want to. And then she doesn't seem to want to anyway. I mean, I think it's less and less likely. Um, again, I think it would take a full-out collapse. And she's also not the one that would jump in to stop Bernie Sanders, necessarily. Where Gore would say, right. Sanders is too out there... I mean, he doesn't think ideologically he's too out there, but he's too out there 
to represent the Democratic Party. We mm -hmm. need someone like me who's mainstream. Where Elizabeth Warren might just like uh, a little bit of uh, Bernie Sanders flavor. And I might be, I mean, she, you could see Elizabeth Sanders on the ticket with Bernie Sanders. I probably would have reversed the two, honestly, mm -hmm. you know, if you kind of think about it. But it wouldn't be shocking. If, if Bernie Sanders had his druthers, wins the freaking nomination, and decides to lame his vice president, it's not crazy it would be Elizabeth Warren. No, it's not. She's very close to him, ideologically. And, you know, adds a woman to another total extremist, but a woman to the ticket. Mm -hmm. uh, it would be fascinating to see. Uh, it, it, I, my thought initially would be there's no way that ticket could win. But who knows in today's America? Oh, yeah. you who can't, knows? You can't make those, those rats can't rule anything out anymore. You can't rule anything out. In politics, and it, with, with the country the way it is, with the voting populace as engaged or not engaged as it is, you really can't make those things. I mean, I, could a person who came in and just said they were a communist win right now? Maybe. I mean, if they were like, you know what? What we want to do is bring in communism. Now, look, there's going to be things we're going to have to do, and we, we know there are certain things that we're going to have to tweak. Other people have done it wrong. We're going to do it right. They would use China as an example mm -hmm. of a hybrid communist system that works, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in some people's minds incredibly well. Mm -hmm. and, and so <clears throat> I, I could see that happening. Yeah, and, and maybe it wins in the Democrat Party. I, I don't know. It's interesting, too, because Bernie Sanders just became the first, uh, the first candidate to reach one million donors for his campaign. So a million people have given to the Bernie Sanders campaign. There are one million people who would like to see a socialist as president of the United States. Pretty mind-boggling. Uh, reports indicate Sanders is still not raised as much as Hillary. Campaign touted an average of $24.86 in how Sanders has drummed up support and numbers without being backed by big money organizations. So he's not getting the you know, huge don donations that Hillary does. He's getting a little at a time from a lot of people, and uh, that's what they love because then they can claim their grassroots. Um, meanwhile, Russia is pouring gasoline on the fire of Syria's civil war, uh, according to us, after Putin defied the West and dropped bombs on non-ISIS for forces fighting Assad. Is that confirmed now? Do we absolutely know that for a fact? I think it, w I think <clears throat> it actually was confirmed. I mean... Look, you're never going to be able to confirm these things because Russia's going to, to, to deny it. And, yeah. I, you know, unless you're there on the ground, I don't know. I and mean, we've got we're sending people there. Maybe we'll we'll uh, we'll uh, have uh, Dan and Jason uh, run by uh, Syria just to check it out and see yeah. uh, for sure where they're dropping the bombs. Uh, but uh, John McCain basically confirmed it today. Now, do you trust John McCain? I don't trust John McCain. But he said. Uh, in an interview, I heard, if I heard this right, I swear I heard this right, that he said, I can confirm that they are dropping bombs, not on ISIS, but on moderate sources, uh, that the CIA has armed. Now, are we supposed to be admitting? I understand that everybody in the media kind of knows that we've been arming the moderate rebels in Syria. Are, are we, is, is John McCain supposed to be admitting that? I don't think so. It's kind of an interesting uh, development to me. The whole thing's fascinating. Yeah, it really uh, is. Essentially, Russia told us, hey, uh, get out of the way. We're coming in, and we're going to start bombing this, and we're going to do this right, and we, we don't want you guys in the area. You're going to get hurt. And we kind of did. I mean, we, we didn't remove all of our planes from everywhere in Syria, but we got out of this region, and I guess they gave us one hour notice to get out 
or be bombed and uh, suffer the same fate that these 36 civilians suffered. It's pretty amazing what's going on. That's exactly what John McCain said. He did, he did say that w there were our people. said that basically. Russia is not focused on bombing Islamic State targets and accused the country of targeting CIA-backed rebels seeking to topple Moscow's ally, Syrian President Bashar Assad. Yeah. And that's the other thing, by the way, Jeffy. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> um, we, uh, it's no longer Assad. Right. It's Assad now. Out of nowhere, we've been talking about this guy really? for a freaking year, all day today. Uh, I apologize. Al Assad. He's, he's been in there, and his well, yeah, dad I mean, was in there before him. Right. I mean, and it's always been Assad. Assad. Why does he I change? I will not change that. Assad. Bashar, Bashar al-Assad. Today, Bashir all day today on CNN, Bashir oh al-Assad, Bashir al-Assad. Oh, I want no. a freaking montage of Bashir al-Assad. Keith? I have not heard that. That drives me out of my mind. Bashir al-Assad, all day. What? He's been Assad Forever. the entire time. And all of a sudden, with no explanation, it's Bashir al-Assad. Are we going to start pronouncing Damascus, oh, no. Damascus? Right. Uh, remember it was remember it was Copenhagen forever, and then it was yeah, Copenhagen, Copenhagen out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it well Kabul had always been Kabul, and then no. it was Kabul. Kabul, Kabul. Qatar, yeah. Qatar was always Qatar, Qatar man. it's Qatar, and I hate that. And then it was Gutter. <laughs> yeah, <It's> gutter. <laughs> I won't say either of those. It's still Qatar to me. I'm just I'm I'm sticking with. I it. think I mean that's the right way sticking to go. Sticking with it. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, look, we are rebel. willing to pronounce it correctly. Mm -hmm. We are not willing to pronounce it one way and then change for no reason. Okay. Right. It's not Assad. No. It's not Bashir al-Assad. Way is it Assad? It's Assad. <laughs> it's been Assad. It's forever. always going to be Assad. It's uh, Assad. <laughs> I mean, that's really weird. It's not weird? Yeah, it's really they weird. They just do it with... The thing that's weird about it is it's like, it's not... The first week of the story, where you'd say, yeah. okay, here's a new name in the news. Oh, we pronounced it wrong for a week. Here's the new pronunciation. It's, and it's not, uh, you're into the story for a couple of years, and then they say, you know what? We, one thing we want to make clear with our listeners is we've been saying Bashir al-Assad the whole time, and the more uh, accurate pronunciation for, uh, for is really Assad. And it's really a strange thing, and we made a mistake, and we're sorry. We're going to change this now, but we want to make sure you know, because we've been saying it that way the whole time, so we want to make sure you understand why we're doing that. Not that. It's just one day, 500 years into the story, it's just changed. You know, and you're an idiot if you say it the wrong way. You know, because that's CNN, right? It was CNN. You know that they, one of their guys just hopped in a cab, and the cab driver said Assad. <laughs> and, he's, and, he, and the CNN guy was like... Assad. Assad, is that how he's... We've been saying it. Uh, Assad. Uh, Assad. <laughs> I bet And dropped him right. off. And the whole thing... And that's how it started. You know I that's bet how it started. Right. Yeah, you know it. You know <laughs> I, it. I would say that's probably Guaranteed. it. That's probably I it. I mean, do we have to start saying it the way the locals do? Because if we do, then we better stop saying Paris. It's Paris. Okay? Yeah. And, and we, better, we better start using Manala Niarawa. <laughs> yes. Well, that's what they do. Manala Niarawa. Manawa, Nicaragua. Instead of Manawa, Managua, Nicaragua. Managua, Nicaragua. <laughs> All right. I'm in. Okay. So either okay. it's either one or the other. If we're going to start saying it the way the accented French say it or the accented Syrians yeah. say it. We never do that for Europeans, by it, the way. Never. It's always, never. Just, it's always like Central America or Africa or Asia or the Middle East. We never, it's never like how Germans pronounce it. No! 
No. They never do that. <laughs> they never do it. Oh, for the French? Uh, who cares what they say? That stupid accent of theirs. We're going to say it how we want to say it. <laughs> but when it comes to the Middle East, we're supposed to adopt all their pronunciations? No. And like you said, with no explanation. No. We have no idea where that comes from. Why would you start saying acid? Yeah, it's almost that. It was acid. 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 Bashir al-Acid. I'm going to change it to acid. Bashir al-Acid is being attacked in the Middle East. It's unbelievable. And it just shows. It's funny because it would be a big deal if anyone paid attention to this crap. But so such a small percentage of America actually cares what Bashir al-Acid is doing. Yeah. That, uh, you know, it's just kind of like... Goes the way of the, you know, the dodo. It's just gone. It's just, oh, whoa, that, we never said a sod. What are you talking about? It's Austin. Triple eight seven two seven beck 888-727-BECK. There is more on the way. Yeah, by the way, Pat, uh, you know, if you, uh, let's just say you live in a world where words change pronunciation without notice. Okay. Where countries that you're told uh, are your allies just start bombing the people you're arming to take over a foreign government. In fact, what if, you, crazy. what if you live in a country, let me just throw this one out here, where you have a president of the United States mm-hmm. who mocks his competitors and says, hey, the 1980s called, they want their foreign policy back, <laughs> and wins the election based on that. <laughs> and then just a couple years later, the only thing anyone's talking about in foreign policy is that 1980s country. <laughs> if you live in that, that weird uh, crap heap of a yeah. world, you mm. might want to get yourself prepared yeah. for and something unforeseen. Yes, I mean, times are tough, uh, budgets are tight, but getting prepared on a budget is possible with yeah. My Patriot Supply. Sure yeah, I mean, is. This is such an awesome deal. They're, they're the ones who brought you the uh, the 72-hour uh, supply for mm-hmm. $10, mm-hmm. and now we've got this deal. It's uh, it's a whole month's yeah. worth of food for ninety nine dollars. Yeah, and uh, you know, obviously, we're seeing the beginnings of what looks like could be a serious hurricane uh, coming in oh, yeah. on the east coast. Joaquin, I'm going to call him Joaquin, <laughs> just so you know. But it's uh, Joaquin. Some people are calling it, um, and it looks like it could. You know, people are afraid of like a Sandy situation, and like mm. you're getting that situation, especially when you're on a you know an island like Manhattan. Who knows what happens after a couple of days? You better be prepared, and this is a great way to do it. Even if you have an apartment uh, that's, uh, that doesn't have tons of storage, you can do it with my Patriot Supply. Four weeks of food for only $99. There's a limit of two per household, but four yeah. weeks uh, supply for $99 is, is going to be better than you're going to get anywhere else. So call them right now, 888-893-9140, 888-893-9140, right now. Give them a call, and it's four weeks of food for $99, under 100 bucks for a whole month. 888-893-9140, My Patriot Supply. You looking to sell your home? At realestateagentsitrust.com, our goal is to ease the stress of home selling by helping you sell your home as quickly as possible at the best price possible. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I want to thank you. In just the last few months, thousands of Blaze Radio listeners just like you have contacted our agents. So if you're thinking of selling your home or if you want help buying a home, Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and let our individually selected agents earn your business. realestateagentsitrust.com Pat and Stu, as Stu alluded to during the uh, commercial, uh, this Joaquin storm has strengthened to a Cat 3 hurricane. So it's Category 3 now, uh, strength of 120 mile, mile per hour winds, and uh, some concern that this thing could hit the East Coast 
and, you know, obviously cause some problems. Yeah, well, and it's going to do some real damage to the Bahamas. Yeah, it's already there, and by, I mean, it's going it, to, the cone of death has it uh, possibly making landfall in, uh, you know, North Carolina. Well, and, uh, why can't you walk over to the, we got a big monitor over there, can't you go over there and, like, move your hands around like yeah, a yeah, weatherman? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, he just probably won't be lit very well, but. No, um, he's not going to be lit. That's fine. No, people don't want to see Jeffy. Oh, anyway. no, just have, but the cone the of death. The outline is enough. When you come up, the cone of death has got it coming up, and it's going to make landfall right up in here. Okay, hold on, hold on, here we go. Okay, now do it again. Do all it. right. The cone of death. We've got, we got the Bahamas, and we've got the cone of death, which brings it all the way up <laughs> into here, possibly heading up into here. Uh-huh. There's many, many, many charts taking it back out into the Atlantic. <clears throat> but the entire time, as it comes up the East Coast, you're going to have flooding, high waters, rain, damage. It's going to cost, be prepared. Wow, that was, I mean, serviceable. That was a serviceable <laughs> weather report. You would make a pretty good weather guy. I think really we need would. to implement mm, this as a good thing. He's, uh, you've always wanted to be a meteorologist, haven't you? I, I love mean, weather, yeah. you do. <laughs> you do. I, I, I actually emailed you this morning about the the, the, the thing unrelated uh, on the hurricane, you know, for, for some programming issues related to it, because I know Jeffy is sitting there obsessing about it constantly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think can we? Because I know when that position is lit, typically, can we for this for this hurricane week as we go through this? Can we uh, have that available for Jeffy to go up and and point at the screen? I will cool. say, a lot of people were looking at that and saying, you know what, this is the best of both worlds, because Jeffy's giving some good weather information, mm-hmm. and I can't see him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so A lot of people were saying. A lot. Oh, my God. The internet oh, is on fire yeah. right now. Uh, I've got 4,000 emails <laughs> on that. Uh, Pat's Facebook page is exploding right now with people demanding you post that segment where you couldn't see Jeffy. Uh, but <laughs> this I would think- be the first. Uh, this would be if it does make landfall in America as a hurricane. It would be the first in 10 years. Yeah, a lot of people say, like, first oh, what about uh, Hurricane Sandy? Nah, that wasn't a hurricane. That wasn't a hurricane. There was one in there. It was a big was, storm. Uh, that was, uh, it was, and, and Hurricane Sandy was a hurricane, but just not when it actually Right, kind not of, when it made It landfall. was when it was way out in the ocean. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, there was another storm someone wrote me about last time we talked about this, and I, I, I had forgotten about it. It might have been, like, 2006 or something. It was, like, the next year. Um, that, that one was formed and maybe it hit. I don't know. I just mm. remember, like, it's one of those things where uh, it, it, this one is, is is scary because, you know, it, it looks like it's going to dump a lot of water right. um, all over the East Coast. And, and you know, when that happens, um, and they're already <clears throat> getting hit um, already. Uh, in fact, the, um, they, moved one of the, they removed one of the Blue Jays games. Uh, I, think it was, I think it was a Blue Jays game. Or it was, it was definitely an Orioles game. I can't remember what they were. Because I know the, Eagle, the, the Blue Jays played the Orioles yesterday. That's, why That's going to be confused. tough along that whole East Coast this weekend. But, yeah, they're moving games around. They, they were saying the, the Eagles game this weekend. The Eagles are playing the Redskins this weekend. They might move it to week eight. Oh, really? And the reason is both of them are on bye on week yeah. eight. So wow. there's a, they could actually – they also might move it out of Washington completely. Mm. Um, so it's, a, I mean, kind of a, a big deal, I guess. I mean, you know. Yeah, I, I think the deal is because Ike – Actually hit Houston, uh, and we suffered a lot of damage from that. And that was a, a high two, low three. And, and so it, it's a major hurricane. Hasn't hit in 10 years. A couple of smaller hurricanes have hit in the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, but it's nothing. It hasn't been anything major. Um, and, you know, look, that's great. Obviously, we've seen tornadoes. We've seen other um, uh, natural disasters okay. that have hit. But what, what one of the, you know, lead claims of an inconvenient truth, the thing that really kind of kicked off the whole climate thing, um, I think maybe in the mainstream, was more frequent, more intense hurricanes. It was one of the central claims. Mm -hmm. In fact, 
very clearly, if you look at the poster for Inconvenient Truth, it features a giant hurricane on it. It was the literally the billboard claim of the movie. Sure was. Uh, and since then, sure was. nothing. Well, the first the first few years of the 2000s, right? I mean, especially yeah. four and it five. It was scary. And three yeah. and four. It, there were it was a bad. number of storms that were yeah, scary. You know why? It goes in cycles. What? Yeah, we, uh, yeah that happens. No. That happens. There's going to be a spat of hurricanes, and then it's going to calm down. Then there's going to be some more hurricanes. Then it's going to come. Yeah, right. yeah, but it's just part of the normal cycle. Yeah, it's, but. it's a great Sorry. illustration of how disingenuous they are, though. Yeah. Because here, here's a claim that they make on the basis of emotion mm. and fear from the f- previous. And few then they years. don't have to answer for it. And then ever. a decade goes by with nothing, and they never have to answer for. Never how have bad. to I mean, answer. Nobody says, "Hey, the whole freaking uh, point of an inconvenient truth." was more frequent, more intense hurricanes. Where are they? Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. Nope. It didn't happen, so shut up. Yeah. Well, no, they never have to answer for that. And it's so bad. I mean, like, and, and Gore continues this to this day. I mean, you think about the early 2000s, as you point out. I think it was the year you had Rita and Katrina, yeah. uh, which were two, obviously, Katrina being Huge. The, one of the worst really disasters in the history of the country. Mm-hmm. Then you add on to that, uh, I think it was the year before, Jeffy, you'll remember this, where there was two or three flo- storms that hit Florida right in a row. Do you remember that? There were four, I think. Was it four? And, and they, was that 04? That might have been 2004, 2006. You might want to turn on your yeah, microphone. I'm looking at the stops right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, because you had... Because uh, you had, like, um, I, I thought it was going to be able to... Charlie. Yes. Then there was uh, Francis. I think Francis went down below. Then there was uh, Ivan. Mm, that was Ivan that came yeah, up, into the, Ivan, up into the right? top of the Gulf. Yep. I'm looking at all these storms And I think there was 04. another one. Uh, there was uh, Carl, not Carl, but uh, Janine. Janine, I think, hit, was one of the second ones with Charlie. I just remember it being like, it, it looked like it there was, was never going another. to be a time in which Florida wasn't being blown by yeah, 120 mile hour it, winds. It did look like that. And it felt like that. that. So you have that year. The mm-hmm. next year you have Katrina. Right. And, and Rita was the same year, right? Katrina and yes, Rita, right next to each other. Yep. Those two things happen in a row. Yep. You've got our gas prices go up to a hundred and you know, or the oil went up to well over a hundred dollars a barrel, kind of the, for the first time. I'll mm-hmm. never forget uh, during the Katrina, pulling down this one particular hill in Pennsylvania, and go, there's a gas station uh, that I used to stop at all the time. And I had never. Wilma was the other one. Wilma, that's right. Yeah, that yeah, was really big. Yep. Um, and, uh, and I remember going down the hill, looking over that gas station, and seeing gas over $3 a gallon. For the first time. For the time. first time. Yeah. And being like, holy crap. It was like, change the world. Yeah. $3 a gallon. Now it's like, any more time you go into Northeast City, it's all you see. If yeah. you don't see four or five. Yeah. Um, but back then, in 2005, I mean, you know, I don't remember what the gas, what the, I mean, it shot up. That day went over a hundred dollars. Well, I remember having a big, uh, a big event when I was working at 970 in Tampa and selling, having gas for 97 cents a gallon. Wow! We had a big event, and that and the regular price mm-hmm. of gas was not two dollars. I mean, it was over a dollar, but I mean, mm-hmm. we we made up the difference. You know, obviously yeah. for the event, but. You could never do that today. The difference we have no. five bucks. And although I, I will say it's under two dollars a gallon here in the D, yeah. in the DFW area, it's a dollar ninety nine in a lot of places. That's eighty nine out by my place. Dollar eighty nine. Yeah, it really? it's really low by where Jeffy. Uh, nice. Where Jeffy is. Whenever I'm whenever I'm near oh. Jeffy, and obviously I'm not going to Jeffy's place because I right. want to avoid him at all costs outside <laughs> right. of work. But when I'm in that general vicinity, mm-hmm. I always get gas down there because it's really cheap <laughs> yeah. down there. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it goes. Uh, it goes. It, I mean, that sort of stuff can be a huge effect on the economy. I mean, how much Sandy cost was a big deal. Mm-hmm. A lot of that because uh, of uh, the choices Americans have made to number one, live by water. Live by water. Number two, subsidize flood insurance. People would, yeah. if they had to pay the real cost of flood insurance, nobody would live by the water. But they don't because the U.S. government steps in and subsidizes heavily uh, or controls the entire market completely uh, mm-hmm. for flood insurance. So people are like, ah, flood insurance not that expensive. I'll just buy the flood insurance. Mm-hmm. If something happens, I'll just get it replaced. And, you know, it happens. And this is one of the reasons why costs get so freaking high. Um, and, you know, that's another disingenuous thing that Gore does. He won't adjust for inflation on some of those charts uh, to, to show the increase in how much we're spending for, for hurricanes. Mm-hmm. He won't he will not inco- uh, will not adjust for population growth in the areas where the hurricanes hit. The guy is just a freaking liar. Mm-hmm. And then same claim that we've talked about before, where he used fear uh, of all those hurricanes in the early 2000s to say that these hurricanes were never going to stop. Then they did stop, and he never addressed it again. Then he comes back in 2012 or 13. I wonder, when was Sandy? 13 or 14? I can't remember. Anyway, comes back after that and says, look, I was right. I told you that it was going to flood in New York, and now it's flooded in New York. <laughs> so when, so stupid. In his movie, the reason oh he did say gosh. it was going to flood in New York, uh, because of in a thousand years, right. there could be a, uh, a, a Greenland, all of Greenland could melt, and all the uh, ice from Greenland could It was get, a permanent situation. It was a permanent situation based on about. Greenland losing all of its ice cover, <laughs> not based on a storm that came in, so it was flooded for two days. Right. It was a permanent situation where hundreds of millions Millions of people, and actually, when you look at his global uh, situation, it was actually over a hundred. And, and we were, we're talking about we were talking about the fact. In fact, we showed w- one of the clips of him uh, shortly thereafter, where he was saying, uh, I-, "I predicted that this would happen in a thousand years, and in fact, it already happened." And and then he showed what happened with hurricane, with uh, tropical storm or storm Sandy, superstorm Sandy. Uh, su- such a lion sack of crap. Yeah. A lying sack of crap. And, uh, you know, again, I, we just keep bringing up example after example of how much they lie. So it's maybe you're sick of them at this time, but let me give one more before we go to break, All right. which is <laughs> Superstorm Sandy. We couldn't call it a hurricane. Right. So now we got to call it a superstorm to try to mm. keep you as scared as possible. A superstorm. <laughs> superstorm is not a thing. Okay, that's a made-up weather channel term. It's wind. No, it's rain. No, it's super storm. Right. To the point where uh, now the weather channel actually names its own storms. Yeah. I mean, because it's always been, you know, like Hurricane Joaquin. It's named by whatever, what is it, the NOAA or whoever freaking comes up with those names. Yeah, the National Hurricane Center. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and then instead it's uh, now, like with other storms that aren't hurricanes or they're winter storms, you know, they're just like, ah, Bill, uh, uh, Witcher Storm Bill, will you watch if we, if we, if we say that? Because we'll we'll do it if you're gonna. Okay, we, we, are you afraid of someone named Bill? Every time, every time we talk about named storms, I I, I always harken back to the uh, Sheila Jackson Lee thing where she wanted them named after black people, uh, like and she cited names like Laquisha. And uh, none of that was racist, though, because no. uh, she, can, she can say whatever she wants. None of that was racist. To say that, okay, that's a typical black name. If I said that or if you said that, uh, oh. there'd be hell to pay. <laughs> okay. Triple eight seven two seven back. More Pat and Stu coming up. Sorry. I like the Yeah, I think we should name a storm.
It's Pat and Stu, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. Uh, <laughs> I would hate this if this happened to us, uh, but I would hope that we would catch on a little bit quicker than they did at Headline News. <laughs> uh, we talked about this a little bit on on radio this morning, and uh, it's even better when you see it because she just is not paying attention. Uh, they're doing some kind of segment where they're they're talking to people on Skype, and uh, and they're talking about Edward, um, uh, what's his face, Snowden. Snowden. Edward Snowden, who's in Russia now, and and uh, whether he's a traitor or not, and somebody somebody comes calls in on Skype, and here's what happens. Do you think Snowden's actions were worth that risk? Well, you know, to say that he couldn't harm somebody, uh, you know, with what he did, uh, like he could, uh, absolutely he could have, um, <laughs> but I think to cast him out to uh, to make him invalid in society uh, simply because he has scissors. For hands, I mean that's that's so strange because I mean people didn't get scared until he started uh, sculpting shrubs into dinosaur shapes and whatnot. All right, well now Snowden's living in Russia. Actually, Zach tweeted this: "Dear Edward Snowden, what do you make of the massive Russian misinformation campaign going on?" Listen. Some people say it's hypocritical that that Snowden has asylum in Russia. Russia has a lot of human rights violations. Well, yeah, casting him out is just completely wrong. Um, we're, we're treating him like an animal, like a, uh, somebody who should be quarantined and put away. Uh, just because he was created on top of a mountain by Vincent Price and uh, incomplete with pictures for hands and no heart, uh, Edward Scissorhands is a complete hero to me. But what about the choice that he made to live in a country like Russia? She's still going. Still going. I mean, where else is he going to go? You know, uh, we cast him out. Like, we uh, we got scared oh, when he poked a hole in a waterbed with his scissor finger. Like, that was uh, just unreasonable of us. Well, John, I appreciate you giving us your opinion. Thank you. I don't know that she did get it. If you look at, if you look at that clip, every t- she hears like, the first yeah. sentence of what he says, and then she turns and looks at so- like she's looking at that other camera and it's like trying to think of attention. what's going. She's not listening yeah. to it at all. But to the point of, they put a banner up on the screen that said his name and at fart for his Twitter <laughs> handle. Do we have a screenshot of that? Yeah, we got to get, get that. Get that. We got to get a screenshot. What is that? Is is this- and. And they put it up and then immediately pulled it right back down, indicating that they kind of understood that they had done something wrong, but they that, let her that, go. No, that's his Twitter they handle. just kept going. It uh, really is his Twitter that handle. That is his Twitter handle, yeah, John Hendren. John at Hendren at fart. That, <laughs> that, I, just, I just looked him up. That's his so Twitter it is handle. really him. So is he a comedian uh, or what's, what's, his, what's his shtick? He uh, did that so well. So that's a real. I mean, I mean, I can nice tell you, delivery on that. He was. It yeah, was. It actually first, sounded like he was. That's not his first rodeo doing that no, sort of thing. It's he, not. I mean, he's doing that really well. It's yeah. not easy to do. Uh, uh, he says he lives in California. He's a Silicon Valley guy. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, Is he talking about this today? He's just. I, I don't know. Uh, very proud to be one notch above cop car with bees on it. Thanks to all. Uh, that's his tweet to uh, his story on the Edward Scissorhands, the NSA. Oh. He's above the story. There was the cop car story yesterday that got covered in bees. Oh, okay. And so he was a, he was ahead of that on all the Twitter handles. He's got to have an explanation on there somewhere. See if you can find it real quick going through his Twitter. I, I, it's, I mean, That's funny. it's an unbelievable thing, right? I, like, <laughs> it is. Because I mean, would that not catch your attention? If, it, even if you're only paying half attention to their answer. When he says, you know, he to, says use his, to, to Edward Scissorhands uh, cut shrubs into dinosaur shapes, that's no reason. You're like, wait. <laughs> 
See, like, I even what think they're, like, <laughs> if you're listening at all, you're going to know. But yeah. you're going to space out your, because, and I will say that happens from time to time. I mean, certainly whenever Jeffy's speaking, I'm not listening. Oh, right. I mean, I'm almost right. never listening to anything right. he says. At far, in all sincerity, I really did believe we were talking about Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Um, but uh, uh, it happens in TV. I will say it doesn't happen as much in radio um, because in radio you have one job, which is to kind of listen to the content. In TV, like people are talking, we have these little these things in our mm-hmm. ears. People are talking to to us in our ears from time to time. We have to see if there's you know you're looking to see what's on the screen. Is is the video? Do I need mm-hmm. to describe what's on the screen? Do I, you know like there's a lot of different elements going on, um, and you know you're also hearing time countdowns and all the other stuff. It's possible you miss a few sentences. I think, though, when, when the person actually says the words Edward Scissorhands next to each other, it, it, like, it, it almost like is going to jump through whatever clutter is, is going on in your show. And she's obviously not listening to him. Obviously. Like, you'd see her kind of turn and look at something else, and she's, you, it, it, that first sentence is all she hears. And then she turns it every single time, turns and does something else. You can see when she finally got it. I don't know no. if she did. I don't think uh, she got thank it. You for Look your, at her face at the end of it. Thank I don't you think for she, your input. She she would have been pissed, yeah. probably. All right. She didn't go, all right, all right. I, okay. Yeah, uh, Edward Scissorhands, very funny. Okay, let's move on. To, yeah, you uh, would want to let the audience know right. that you're in on the, his joke here, right. and we're ending the segment because of it. But right. she never does that. She never does that. Um, you know, maybe people just passively listen to headline news so much they didn't want <laughs> to point it out. Definitely I, possible. I, I did not get the sense that she actually ever heard it. And not because, it's not because she's an idiot and doesn't know enough about Edward Snowden to realize that Edward Scissorhands that, you know, and Edward Snowden have different features. Uh, I think it's just she's just not even hearing it. And she's not even paying attention to it. And the control room, you know, you would expect people in the control room to point it out, but maybe, they, you know, they're going crazy, too, and no one's paying attention to what's actually going out on the air. Possibly. Which you might think happens all the time here because of what we do. Uh, but I think they actually do listen here. Mm. Well, from time to time. Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. New York Times <clears throat> had to do a little Star Wars correction. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> Travel writer uh, Elaine Glusek wrote a piece titled "Star Wars Coming to a Theme Park Near You" for the New York Travel section. Uh, it's a great short piece about Disney's plans uh, to implement the wildly successful creations of its re- recent purchase, Lucasfilm, into both existing and new theme parks. But Michael Steele, former spokesperson for the soon-to-resign Speaker of the House, John Boehner, pointed out a rather interesting addition to the article earlier uh, this morning. Uh, An earlier version, here was the correction. An earlier version of this article misstated part of the name of a spaceship from the Star Wars movies. It is the Millennium Falcon, not the Millennium Force. (laughs) That's really weird. (laughs) You don't know that? Yeah, that's uh, and you're writing a story about Star Wars and you don't know it? Uh, I will wow. say, uh, leave it to, uh, he's on his way out, and here's the first positive thing that anyone right. from the Boehner uh, camp has ever done. Right. Um, so it has happened. Helped uh, correct a New York Times piece. Yeah, and yeah, about something important like Star Wars. All so right. It's certainly the best thing they've ever accomplished. I would say, mm-hmm. uh, certainly recently. Triple eight seven two seven back, more packs to come on.
888-727-BECK. Here's a great idea. Um, <clears throat> Representative Gutierrez yesterday, Luis Gutierrez, one of Congress's uh, most outspoken advocates for illegal immigration. Um, you got to love him for that. Uh, he really supports people doing illegal things, like sneaking into our country when we don't know who they are. I, I wonder if he feels the same way about his house. I sort of doubt that he leaves the door open every night and invites right. people in. Probably does. Or just looks sure. the other way. I'm you think sure. he does? Yeah, yeah, sure. Of course he does. I, I, by the way, can you think of anything that you support that is uh, illegal? I don't want to ask you, Jeffy. No, don't say, ask can me. you think of anything that you support outwardly that's mm. illegal? Encourage people to do that it's actually illegal? I don't believe I mean, so. I, I, I don't might, believe there's a single thing. I'm not asking you. You're not asking me. Okay. We know. Go ahead. We we only have what a little over an hour of the show (laughs) left, so I'm not asking you that question. But I'm like, I'm trying to think of something like, you know, I I mean, like, speeding, maybe. I mean, you know, like I would go as fast as I could get. But do we advocate for it? No, I don't advocate. We never say, okay, uh, you should let everybody speed as much as they want, and there should be no tickets from it. I mean, I would advocate that the rules should change, which I think is okay. The speed limit. But they actually advocate for illegal immigration. Yeah. Come here, live here illegally. You should not get punished. Continue to do it. He wants them to have health care. Uh, look at this. Uh, this is uh, amazing what he said. The Holy Father simply reminded members of Congress about the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And he could not even complete his sentence before he got a standing ovation. If we had a daily reminder of the golden rule, we could cut through a lot of the mm-hmm. bull in Congress and have a better country and a better world. And as the golden rule I'm here to discuss, treat your brother and your sister and your neighbor with compassion as you would like to be okay. treated yourself. Okay, but and in the case of health care and access to yeah. health care, it is not simply out of a sense of moral altruism, although that is part of it. Rather, it is out of the reality that treating it. our brothers and sisters and neighbors <laughs> as we want to be treated when it comes Stupid to health care and access to health care and access to health insurance is in our own self-interest as well. That's why I'm introducing the Exchange Inclusion for a Healthy America Act of 2015, a bill to give complete access to the Affordable Care Act regardless of their immigration status. The Exchange Inclusion for a Healthy America will extend health care insurance access to millions of our neighbors and family members who live here, work here, raise families here, and will probably live here for the rest of their lives who lack legal immigration status. That is absolutely unbelievable. And they, remember, they did pass Obamacare with the express wow. promise that no illegal immigrants right. would get any money from right. it. Right. And, I mean, you knew that was bullcrap to yeah, begin with because they all, all support this. He, he's just one of the few ballsy enough to actually say it now. <clears throat> but um, Sony's got to be the first one. Yep. Yeah. But it's, it's fascinating that the golden rule only applies to us. It doesn't apply to them. Uh, they don't worry about treating us the way they want to be treated. Because if we were sneaking into their country and living off their programs, and they, they would jail us, they would deport us, they would beat us. Look what they do to those coming north from Central and South America. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do not treat them well. And uh, it's fascinating that we're the only ones in the world who have to live by the golden rule and treat others the way we want to be treated. Look, I, yes, but you expect something of them as well. There is no personal responsibility expected from these people. Zero. They don't have any obligation to do anything. Break the law, uh, worry about us, uh, take care of themselves, nothing. It's all on us. Yeah. It's and, all on us. And, and it's an interesting question, too. It, let's say, Pat, um, let's just say... That in theory you were to get pulled mm-hmm. over for a speeding ticket. I mean, that's 
quite a stretch. It's quite a stretch. But you put yourself in this okay. crazy place. All right. Uh, and you were speeding even worse than normal. You're, you know, you're really, you really are abusing it. You're, mm-hmm. you're not, and you're not, you don't, you didn't, you, it wasn't like you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. You didn't like you rolled one inch over a, a white line. You were going intentionally 100 miles an hour on the way home from work. You yeah. get pulled over. It, what is the, how does the golden rule apply to the officer? Does the golden rule say that, well, I should give him no punishment because mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be punished for my illegal behavior? Yeah, it's... Or does the golden rule say that uh, I should punish mm-hmm. them because I should be punished for my illegal behavior? Yes. That is what the golden rule would say. The yeah. golden rule applied correctly. Yes, you're not a jerk about it. You don't beat the hell out of illegal immigrants for no reason. But you abide by but the law. But you abide by the law which... and you enforce it. And, 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 and that's, that's what we're supposed to do in a law-abiding society. Yeah. That is what the golden yes. rule would, have, yes. would, would I, I would think, uh, point to. Of course. It doesn't make any sense otherwise. It doesn't make a bit of sense. You're telling people, go ahead and break the law. And it doesn't matter. And by the way, again, for the millionth time, it's not just the immigration laws. It's either identity fraud... Uh, or tax evasion, too, and or. Um, so it's, it's like I was also smoking a joint while I'm rolling down the freeway at 100 miles an hour. Right. And he has to ignore both of those And things. you had no driver's license. And I got no driver's license. So don't even worry about it. What, it, what about the golden rule, officer? It's a great point. Uh, it's a great analogy. And they're not bound by any of that. Yeah. Any and a license it. is probably the best one. I mean, if you're driving Jeez. with, uh, if you're an unlicensed driver... Uh, driving down the street, you get pulled over. Does the golden rule say that the police officer should let you go because he's not. being compassionate? Of course, of course that's not. Asinine. It's asinine. It makes no sense whatsoever. You should. The golden rule it means that everything should be applied equally to everybody. Uh, you know, should you treat people well when you're doing these things? When you're enforcing the law, yes. Shouldn't be a jerk about it. You shouldn't punch mm-hmm. him in the stomach for no reason. You shouldn't throw him overboard in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Is that what we're looking for? What we're looking for is people to be, uh, uh, to, to be bound by the same laws that everyone else is bound by. Yeah, is it too much to ask they respect our laws? Is it too I much? I think so. I, I, guess it, I guess it is yeah. to people like Luis uh, Gutierrez. Uh, and I, I'd love to, it would just drive me out of my mind, so I, I probably wouldn't love to have him on talk to him about it. <laughs> what's, your, uh, what's your interpretation of the golden rule as it applies in these situations, Jeffy? Should officers just let you off the hook for illegal actions or... Yes, would be my answer. Yes. Mm. Now, listen, some police officers believe they should follow the law like they're supposed to, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, like they're paid to do. Mm-hmm. Whatever, mm-hmm. thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. How many times have you been arrested, honestly? <laughs> and I mean for the misdemeanors, the maybe more serious, the felonies. No, they usually let you go for the misdemeanors. They just give you... Summons. Uh, that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, no. And that is what we do for illegal as well. Yes, we say, hey, yeah, come back summons. to court in a couple weeks. Hey, come on back, and then uh, we know, wink, wink, we know you won't. You promised, so. to, you promised to go in front of the court? Yeah, I promise. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay. I so promise. Again, the golden rule. Does that apply to lying, too? Because they'd have to be lying. Yeah. No, uh, none, of none, of none of this applies to None of it. None of it.
888-727-BECK, it's Pat and Stu. Uh, Mahmoud Abbas says that Palestinians are no longer bound by, by the pacts that they've signed with Israel. Oh, really? Yeah. Good. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think it's, uh, it works out really well for the you know, Palestinians that they can do whatever they want, as they usually do. Um, he declared before world leaders on Wednesday, no longer bound by agreement signed with Israel, and called on the U.N. to provide international protection for Palestinians. Like they haven't been doing that. Uh, there's uh, something like, uh, I don't know, 167 resolutions against Israel and something like zero against the Palestinians. <laughs> uh, I mean, the U.N. has been doing this uh, forever. Stop short of accompanying his, his threat with a deadline or giving any specifics. Left room for diplomatic maneuvers to refocus the world's attention uh, on the conflict. Abbas did not say uh, how he'll move forward. He also avoided mentioning a mainstay of Israeli-Palestinian relations, security coordination between his security forces and Israeli forces in the West Bank, blah, blah, blah. Um, these people are not honest brokers. They are, uh, th- they are not uh, like us culturally. No. They are not like us governmentally. They are not like us in virtually any other way. Anyway. And, and yet, uh, so many people support them over the Israelis. I just I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, look, if, if, if there ever was a time for them to make a move, now is it, right? I mean, we're not going to do anything. Yeah, and we're not. Uh, and we've only got a couple more years or another year, really. Um, before Obama's gone. Right. Uh, plus, you have uh, people focused on the Russian-Syrian thing right now. I mean, it's not a terrible idea, I guess, for them. Um, although, I mean, you know, they say that uh, many now no longer believe a two-state solution is realistic um, in the Middle East. Um, and uh, It's never been realistic. Ne- first of all, it's probably never been realistic. Yeah. Uh, second of all, I uh, am probably in the minority, but I support a 12-county solution. Um, in which we divide uh, Israel into 12 counties, <clears throat> and then we give control of each county to a selectman uh, who will then tell their, the people in their uh, counties uh, whether they should blow up Sabaros. Uh, okay. It's an unusual solution. <laughs> Do you support that wholeheartedly? Is that, is that in conjunction with uh, with the 12 tribes of Israel? Is that how you... <laughs> no, I just made oh, up a okay. number. But it's about as realistic as some of the other solutions that are proposed. Yeah. Um, and it, it really, you never, I feel like, I hate to be a pessimist here, I don't think we're ever going to see any sort of solution to this problem in our lifetime. <clears throat> We're not. Mm. Um, I mean, if Jimmy Carter couldn't do it, who can? Wow. Who can? What a powerful point that is. <laughs> I think so. I think I nailed it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's ever going to honestly happen. And, and, you know, the Middle East, uh, we have the Russian thing going on with Syria. You've got the uh, uh, Iraq uh, thing going on with ISIS. Uh, and, of course, that bleeds into Syria and other regions as well. Iran's getting in the middle of that now. That whole region is starting to get even more inflamed than it was before. Mm-hmm. Add Israeli-Palestinian uh, violence. Maybe toss in a little uh, 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 Lebanon flaring up. You're going to have a real fun uh, you're have a real fun winter with that stuff. Have you been following this uh, Argentinian president claim uh, mm. oh. at all? Mm. Um, because oh my, so I, we're talking about 
Jeffy right. and I met for about four hours last night. Did you really? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Because uh, I was with you most of uh, uh, you were, the day and into the evening. Yeah, no, after right. that. Though. After that. It was after that. I didn't want to bother you. four hours. I didn't want to bother you because I wasn't sure you were up on it like we are. Yeah. Um, but well, this probably Argentinian. not if you've been oh, yeah. for four hours. Well, <laughs> really? <laughs> probably Be not. Be careful because you just might catch Argentinian <laughs> fever from us. Yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. Because we are, we are, we, we, you want to talk, <clears throat> we've jumped into the, just right into the deep end. We didn't <laughs> Did wade really? in easily uh, from. And what was your, what were some oh of your Oh, my gosh. About <laughs> I think Jeffy we could probably. Uh, <laughs> Jeffy, know, go ahead and sum up. <laughs> well, it all started when she first mm-hmm. stepped up on the platform at right. the UN. Yeah. Oh, oh and, and. Gosh. And then, I, look, then, I don't want. Why don't we you why don't you share now. some of the details of what she now. actually had to say about Iran and and our deal with Iran? I hate to do this to you, but yeah, Jeffy, you're the <laughs> one that really should be uh, sharing the details of that one. Yeah, no, I have no idea what. Did he dominate most of the uh, meeting? Oh uh, yes, because uh, I <laughs> I'm just such a good listener when it comes to the Argentinian president uh, that I was just like, Jeffy, you leave uh, this. You, you just take it and go. So again, Jeffy, just take it. It and is kind of weird, even on the blaze when when a Headline says something about Argentine President Kirchner shares important information or secret deal about Iran. I'm like, "Eh, no, I'm not going to click on that. So wait, so you don't? You're not into the story either. <laughs> Why did you bring it up? Well, because it's here. Okay, because it's here. Mm. Uh, I do know. Uh, you know, she she's uh, she was saying they had to have a backroom deal, right? With the, yeah. with the program with Iran before they signed the deal. She said that a right. former Obama administration official right. attempted to convince Argentina to provide the Islamic Republic of Iran with nuclear fuel. So that right. would be a problem. It is an interesting story when you get down and into it. It is. And, start and then she said, it. and come to think, I do remember reading a little bit about this because she then said that uh, uh, they looked into it and they wouldn't put it in writing, so they said no. Uh, yeah. our, she and Argentina said no because we, our guy, wouldn't put it in some kind of writing. They just wanted it to be uh, our word and your word. Did you guys hear what the president of Ecuador said? <laughs> no. No? No. Well, oh, Jeffy, Jeffy and I, we have a meeting on that. Oh, it's today. Uh, after, after the show. Oh, it's after, it's after the show. Ecuador's in turmoil. Uh, Don't kid yourself. I was actually going to say, um, since we're on random presidents saying things, mm-hmm. I thought I'd go with the Ecuador guy who uh, was saying, uh, talking about the prices of oil and how oil is, you know, it's low now. It's obviously around $50 a barrel, which is uh, mm-hmm. historically kind of on the low side, even with inflation. Um, and uh, and uh, he said, um, let's see if I can find the quote here. Uh, low prices are harmful for everybody. Um, for a while, consumers can enjoy it, the low oil prices. But if they continue like this, you could have, uh, you could have a barrel at $200 because the, they're low, so supply starts to dry up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, people start d- coming out of the market. The supply gets smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. Then you have a situation where oil could skyrocket. They, they're saying potentially to $200 a barrel in the next couple of years. If that's true, can you imagine on top of all the crap we are already dealing with with the economy, if oil somehow actually hit $200 I mean, a barrel? That would be the final straw that would break our yeah, back. That's, uh, it's like, you know, uh, it's like a, a cheerleader pyramid and Jeffy gets on top. Yeah. It all comes what down. What you have is a, you what have a cheerleader is, pancake. It all comes have. down. <laughs> you just have a big, just because cr- you're, oh, uh-huh. oh I, he doesn't understand. Oh. It's because it, you're overweight, overweight and, and uh, when you, so fat, you, you would break you know? the backs of all the cheerleaders. They would come to the ground and then you would <laughs> flatten them like this clipboard. 
there'd just be cheerleaders in this general um, shape because they would be flattened because you would come on top of them because you're you're overweight and then they would spread out <laughs> like this. Like a giant Are you getting pancake. it now? Do you, do you understand? Oh, I got it. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, I got okay, it. No, good. we're good. I'm All glad right, I, I said it. that then because I don't think yeah. you got it. Initially. No, he didn't get it. Mm-hmm. He didn't get it. Uh, <laughs> why are we uh, failing to stop people from joining ISIS? Are, are we are we happy about people joining ISIS? According to Truth Revolt, the Obama administration has failed to stop more than 250 Americans who've traveled to join ISIS, and apparently they know when they go. Uh, hey, we'll see you later. We're off to join ISIS. And you know they got banners. Have and fun stuff. sorting the castle. The, the, the castle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And we're like, okay, bye bye. Have fun. Be safe. You think they'll win? They need a miracle. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> Republicans and Democrats on the House Homeland Security Committee conducted an extensive six-month review to assess the severity of the threat uh, from people leaving here to join ISIS. It's clear that our nation faces a grave and growing threat from foreign fighters. Sadly, global efforts have failed to stop the flow of these aspiring jihadists into Syria. And we have already seen returnees from the conflict zone come home to America and Europe and uh, plot acts of terror. Even more, those still on the battlefield are radicalizing their peers online and inciting them to launch homegrown attacks. Final report shows that of the hundreds of Americans who have attempted to travel to Syria and Iraq, only a fraction were stopped. Uh, Obama administration lacks a strategy to identify all who try to return to commit terror acts. Several dozen have uh, also managed to make it back into America. And they're, you know, they're doing essentially nothing about it. They're just doing nothing about it. And the only reason that um, some of these people are joining is because they're being promised luxury items from, uh, from the jihadists, from ISIS. And then when they don't receive these luxury items, they become a little disenchanted. Plus, they see people being beheaded with butter knives. And uh, that tends to throw some of them off that a, a little bit. That a turnoff? Yeah, it's a little bit of a turnoff to some of them. We heard, we heard from uh, the, the one girl from <laughs> France that was so uh, uh, bummed out because she couldn't charge her iPad. There was no place for her to charge her iPad. Right. She was <laughs> right. stuck doing laundry. <laughs> and I mean, come on. It's funny. It's like uh, no matter what job you have, they, someone needs to do the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> even jihadists. Yeah, even when you're trying to take over the world for an Islamic state, yeah. someone's got to do the laundry. Yeah. Right? Someone's right. got to get that done. It's, it's wrong. True. It's wrong. And when you're in a cave in Syria or Afghanistan or whatever, there's not a lot of laundromats. And there's, there's not a lot of washing machines. Sometimes you have to beat that laundry on a rock in a stream. And nobody wants to do that job. No, no nobody right? wants to do that. And the other thing, too, is when you've taken uh, most of the women for either sex slaves or killed them, you know, it's, it's an issue. They're less good at doing laundry. Yeah, they're just not, they're just not yeah. fully inspired. So unreliable uh, at that it's, point. It, and they really have a, a um, tough, uh, tough slog for yeah. that Islamic State. They really do. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. All right, I, I want to get to this um, this Tesla test drive because we've experienced the splendor that is Tesla, and uh, I think these uh, the Tesla Model X is pretty cool too. Is this the SUV? I think it is. Okay. Yeah, I think it is. Chris Ziegler of The Verge recently test drove the newest Tesla EV. It's an EV. So what is that? It's, is that the crossover kind of? No, electric. Yeah, vehicle. electric vehicle. But that's it's. It's a crossover-looking thing. like um, And it flies, as you see there. It's got wings. <laughs> I like the um, wing doors. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
So it actually, it is a. Um, uh, it's got it, those are the real doors that it's got to have. It's got the Gullwing, the Delorean doors, those, yeah. or the you know, as, as I would uh, call them. I, I, well, I guess they're they have the uh, the Delorean ones went up. Do they go like a scissor? Do they have the scissor doors? I can't remember now. No, they have the ones that pop out like this. Yeah, they right? were the, mm-hmm. the the Lamborghini had the scissor ones where they yes. kind of just went up like uh, from the side of the car like that. Um, but uh, th- I mean, it's interesting. I, I I think I actually would like that. I mean, as a, as a uh, a parent now, um, in which uh, constantly having to deal with those, with the uh, the automatic, um, you know, gate thing on the back, right? Uh, the tailgate thing. I, it doesn't seem like there'd be any value to that. Um, but ours went out uh, recently, and it's as if I'm in the 14th century. <laughs> I, I almost don't know how to close it or open it anymore. It's like you get so dependent on this stuff so fast. Mm-hmm. Like I was pressing it. I'm like, come on! Just come on! It's like, just pull the thing down and close it. What? Why am I, I I'm I in a Target parking lot like just angrily pressing a button over and over the again? one guy on the escalator when it stops. Uh. Yeah. yeah, it's that. What, what, what do I do? Did somebody help us here? <laughs> Hello? Remember that video? Yeah. yeah. It was so fun. <laughs> that was actually a really <laughs> effective campaign video, too. Really? Was that, yeah. that was a, <laughs> was that the a McCain? Was it? It was, it was a battle been. election or we was should, it the We should find election? that again because yeah. it was really funny. It was one where the guy comes halfway up the escalator, stops, and then just like looks around for help. Um, and it was, <laughs> The point was, hey, you can actually do things yourself. You yeah. don't need the government for everything. You can, you can walk up the last three steps. Yeah. And There's a lady be behind him, too. There. Yeah, and they're both looking around. like. What and then finally he's, he goes, it, it, can, can we get a little help here? Can somebody help us? Hello? But, <laughs> it's a very long roundabout way of getting to the point that if I would assume these are going to be automatic doors like the, the, the yeah. back. Yeah, and that I would, would be assume. awesome to be able to be like, all right, kids, get in. Get it out. The, the same situation they have them on the uh, minivans where, where they have those yeah. doors that slide open. Yeah. Uh, but it, it gets, you get something that looks like that. Let's, uh, let's take a look at the uh, tres- test drive from Chris uh, Ziegler, and uh, he really liked it. We had a chance to drive it earlier, uh, and I can tell you this is kind of an insane car. This isn't an SUV. I mean, it is. It looks like an SUV, right? This is a big but boy. you realize that it's actually a Model S uh, in so. different clothes. The, uh, the, the body is uh, that of an SUV, but the heart, the soul, is of a Model S. And what that means is that it is extremely high performance. Uh, we, uh, we took it down a straightaway with ludicrous mode turned on, uh, 0 to 60 in 3.2 seconds, and it has that same glue-you-to-the-back-of-your-seat feeling that the Model S gives you. It's pretty wild. But that's not all this car is about. It also has the Falcon Wing doors that Elon Musk has been talking about for a number of years. They are so named because they have sort of this this hinge in the middle so that they they open like a wing, uh, for lack of a better description. The idea being that you can stand up inside the car, which is handy if you have to put a car seat in the back. This is a utilitarian car, and this utilitarian feature, it just happens to go as fast as a Porsche 911 Turbo. It has the largest windshield of any production car, which doesn't sound like that big of a deal. Who cares? And I didn't really care either until I got in the driver's seat, and I looked straight up and realized that I was seeing nothing but sky. But when you have that effect, you feel all-encompassed by the by the outdoors. You don't feel trapped uh, by the inside of the car. It really is kind of an amazing effect, and there's no other way to describe it but to try it out for yourself. Mm. Uh, I mean, Tesla is amazing. And uh, unlike the Model S, I don't like the look of this one. But um, Yeah, yeah, it's not uh, anything great. The performance is, is apparently pretty amazing. It goes 0 to 60 in 3.2 seconds. 
uh, capacity to haul 5,000 pounds. Got so that could, panoramic out, could windshield. You, would it haul you, Jeffy? No. Not at that. Not at that. Capacity. Close though. Pretty well, close. But yes, they're within a thousand pounds. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, not so. the family. Okay. Me no, and the true. family. Uh, no. no. Oh God, no. 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 It'll go 257 miles on a charge. Again, it's a problem I know. for me. I'm tired of that. Okay. I let me know when you can go 400 miles. By the way, what they're telling 400. you. 400. Right. Like <laughs> I, that's what you know. Which means, like with the Model S, yeah. it's probably 197. And it's not 257 in ludicrous mode. I mean, it's right. probably two right. in ludicrous mode. No, it's, I mean, look, I, it, you know, it's not that bad, but it's, it, you know, 257 seems like probably enough for most things, and it is. But I think, mm-hmm. like, would you, could you get to work and back every day? Yes. Can you do your basic stuff around town? Yes. But can you go on any long trip? I mean, the answer is you just got to add a lot of planning if you want to do that. You know, the, the, in between Dallas and uh, Austin and, like, San Antonio that way, um, there's a Tesla station. Did I ever show the picture of it on, on uh I don't know. On the I air? Don't I don't so. think so. I don't think so. I should, I should try to dig that up because I, yeah. I stopped at a, there's a bakery. I can't remember the name of it. It's like a bakery restaurant type of thing that's off the, the road in like Waco-ish area. And uh, it's a big white building and it's, it's, the food's really good there. Um, so I, I've sat there before and as I was leaving, I noticed there's the, the Tesla super station. fuel station. Uh-huh. It was right there in the parking lot. And you go by it, it's like a hundred of these super fuel, you know, recharger things, and not a, not a car to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> now, why would there be? I guess there's like twelve Teslas on the road. I mean, they are really yeah. increasing uh, they sales. They really are. Doing starting well. to see quite a few. You of them. actually do see them around here, at least. Yeah, you do. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, that being said, there was no, you know, like it's hard. It's like you build the infrastructure before there's any cars. Right. To to, right. to use it, it's it's just a weird thing. But what do you do? So if it doesn't work. Yeah, you just wasted a lot of money. But, but that's the great thing about being Elon Musk. Yeah. I mean, a look, a lot of Elon Musk's beliefs are nuts to me. But he's got a billion dollars or several billion dollars to be able to miss on putting a bunch of charging stations. If it doesn't work, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. He's still got billions of dollars. It's mm-hmm. the great thing about capitalism. Yeah. You know, even though he's pushing for things that I don't agree with, uh, it's it's uh, it's great. And the great thing about this car, it's only $142,000. That's so. it, Jeff. That's it? So that's, that's what? I mean, what? That's uh, it. 150,000 years of your salary. That's not bad. Not bad at all. Triple eight seven two seven. Back more <laughs> more patents too coming up. Just one forty two. <laughs> I mean, you can get it, you know, base price, stripped, without wheels for one hundred and thirty two. Oh, wow. oh, oh, that's it. You said, tell me that. Yeah, oh, I just said that before. judge has blocked uh, Barack Obama's fracking reg- regulations, which is kind of fun. Uh, federal judge Wednesday blocked the uh, Obama administration from implementing new regulations on hydraulic fracking, saying that the administration does not appear to have statutory authority to do it, plus there's no reason to, uh, except for shutting down our economy. It is fracking, as we've spoken of several times on the show, that has uh, saved our economy, frankly. And uh, to shut it down would be a massive mistake uh, the rule was finalized in March by the Interior Department's Bureau of Land Management, federal government's first attempt to regulate the innovative oil and gas extraction. I noticed that uh, even in Denton, Texas, which was the first and I think only city in the country to ban fracking, they've since removed that ban, and now they can frack again. 
in uh, Denton. I think they may still have the time regulation, which makes sense to me. I mean, if if you're fracking at 11 o'clock and keeping everybody in town up, well, that's what know, started that's the whole. That's what started the whole thing in Denton. Yeah, was that the neighborhoods right. were saying that they were uh, up all way night, late. the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of that too is already covered by. You know things that you know, right. like they, there, there's a you know place that does like gravel and like that sort of thing uh, near me, and they have the noise restriction posted right out in front. I guess it's seven o'clock or something. They stop. Mm-hmm. There's actually a really nice neighborhood that I drive through sometimes uh, on the way to uh, one of where my kids have one of their you know little classes or whatever the heck they do, and uh, and you go through it and there's like beautiful farms and huge houses and spectacular like developments, and then. Just kind of tucked back a little bit is this little fracking wall goes yep. around some area that's being fracked. You know, I must have driven, driven by it a hundred times and never noticed it. Never saw it. Uh, you know, but it's there mm. and it's doing its thing and it's fueling the economy and it's helping uh, our country and helping keep people warm and have, to have lights on every freaking day. It's a great, great development. And the good thing about it is, for whatever reason, um, you know, first of all, it's because we lead with the technology, but it's also because we, as much as we're annoyed by people like Al Gore, we're not, uh, we're not subservient to them at this point. And we lead the work. We're kind of the only people really doing the fracking thing right. I mean, so we're getting all the advantages of being able to pump out the supply while everyone else is kind of ignoring it. It's kind of great. Yeah. That's really been great. And it's why, of course, oil is so cheap right well, now. Well, we invented it, so we should be the ones using it. Right. Uh, but, I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, you're surprised that other <clears throat> countries haven't picked it up. Yeah. But there's lots of restrictions, and they stop them a lot of times. Well, and, you know, there's been the scare of, well, what about our, our groundwater? You're going to be polluting our groundwater. You're being killing people with the, with the fracking fluid that goes in. And, and that's never happened. But you can scare people out of doing it by saying that. Just like... The environmental movement scared people out of nuclear energy because they they were talking about how dangerous it was. And just the fear of it shut it all down. That's why we only have like 100 nuclear facilities. Uh, and France has 400 or 500, something like that. I don't care about the groundwater. I'm just worried about the earthquakes. <clears throat> okay, the fracking and the earthquakes is what I'm scared about. Are you? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. That's been... Whatever happened to that thing around here, by the way? Yeah, for, it's gone. For like a couple of months, it gone. was like, oh, all earthquakes are... All, it's all about fracking. And and then now there just hasn't been any earth... Well, maybe there has been. But not, there has been. Them. Yeah. There have felt been. Have there been? None yeah, that we've felt. Few, but not bad. None that we've felt, felt one in quite a while. And again, uh, th- th- tie it into the obvious. Jeffy moved here. He's in the town of Irving, right? Every day, he's walking around here. And all of a sudden, there's a bunch of earthquakes. Wow. No, could they be tied? No. It's so stupid. These people don't even think about it. It's like, you know, look, we're on a national network here. Mm-hmm. Jeffy is walking around. I mean, look at that. This town. I mean, look, look at this it. guy. Look at this guy right so, here. Right here. This guy's here. So Every time he takes a step, it's a 3.6. If he trips, it's over. you're over five. <laughs> I guess it's obvious. It's obvious. Yeah, that, thank you, is. Jeffy. And even Jeffy knows it, you know. <laughs> These people are like, oh, no, it's, it's the fracking. It's, it's, come on. He's, he's right come here. On. <laughs> he's... <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, while we're talking about the environment and uh, stuff, this is we do have the picture, one of the pictures of the uh, Tesla station. Oh, there you go. There you go. So this is what it looks like. Now, this is only oh, is one, the, the, one of the, the strips of, of these. The bakery you were talking about? Yeah, the about? bakery. What, what's it called? Mm. College Street? What was the name of that? Wait. Collins. Collins. Collins Street. Collins Street? Yeah, it's good. It's really good. If you ever, 
driving through Texas and pass it. You should stop and eat there because the food's so, good. So you have eight right there. Eight right there. I think there's one other strip of those. Okay. I could be wrong on that. So but you got like 16. Wow. So it's 16. But it's a, and then this is, this is not and like. And not a single car in front of any of them. No, not a single car in front of any of them. Um, now, if you, see, uh, if you see these, these are the superchargers. So this is not like the one you had mentioned at the a restaurant that's kind of near us. Yeah. has an electric car yeah, have, charging yes. station. And, and they're they around here and there. But those are just like glorified plugs. This is one that will go from zero to full charge in like 45 minutes. Um, and uh, you see their 60-minute price. But these are actually Tesla-branded <laughs> ones. I mean, these are specifically made for Teslas. And I don't know, maybe they would work on other electric vehicles as well, but it actually would make it, uh, you can go that, like, you know. So you, you go there. the idea being, and I think this is legitimate, if you're going to take your Tesla, the only thing way you can go is take your Tesla to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. You drive it halfway, you have lunch while the thing's plugged in at this nice bakery, mm-hmm. and then you get up and then you drive the rest of the way, and you hopefully make it back to the bakery on the way back. Yeah. Supposedly, the software will it's now too much of a hassle for me. Right. I'm sorry. I'm so, not doing that. Supposedly, the software it. now is designed in, so that you basically will say, like, you need, it will tell you, if you don't go here, you're going to run out. So you got to go this way right now. You know, like, mm-hmm. when, you start, when it starts getting close, it will give you a way out of your predicament. Um, but you have to listen to it, obviously. If <laughs> you decide to drive another direction. I don't think it's going to take over your route. No, and it knows where uh, the charging stations are. But it knows are. where the charging stations are, so and it will direct you there. And will say, hey, you've got 12 miles left. This is 10 miles away. You need to go there right now. I mean, that's kind of cool, but still, I don't yeah, want but that still, hassle. If you were, no. if, I don't if want you were at hassle. the beginning of your trip and your battery was low, it's like, okay, we're ready to go to San Antonio. You have to pull over now. Yeah. <laughs> you need right. charging go back to now. Your home. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it we takes just plan. left. Well, you know, no. what it's, you know what it's like, Pat? It's like... Right, we're so spoiled in a yes. good way by by fossil fuels mm-hmm. that you know you just go out and you just go to the the corner and you pick it up whenever. When like I was driving back uh, from actually it was from uh, San Antonio or uh, Austin a couple, uh, year or two ago, and I remember I was getting low on gas. So I'm like, eh, you know, I'll just wait a little while. And then you get to some of those areas where you'll go 30 miles and there's just nothing, mm-hmm. and it's you're just not used to it as a human being. You're so spoiled by there's a gas station at every exit or every corner. You can always get it within with 10 minutes. You're really? always going to find one. So it was like I almost ran out of gas on that trip. With, with this, you have to when you have a Tesla, you plan it like you're, it's an air, airline trip. Mm-hmm. Like when you go to an airline, like you know what, where you're going. You have to get there a certain amount early. You have to get your bags. The little baggie has to have the little uh, you know, liquids in it. It's more like that. Mm-hmm. Or, look, we do that for airlines. I just don't want to do it yeah. for an everyday I trip. I really don't. I really don't. More patents, too. It's coming up. But they're cool. They yeah, are like really freaking cool. And they look great on the road. If they cost like a, a thousand, I would definitely buy <laughs> Is that like a Oliver Twist sort of? Yeah, I thought that was something we could try. Uh Yeah, broaden the the demographics. Okay, you've done that now. You know, it was it. I think that was plenty. Or you did, uh, should we talk about man expanding uh, the role I'd, of the? I wouldn't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> right now, so you want after the show? Maybe later. You know, some other time. 
Okay. But, I mean, uh, I can just lock it in now for this segment every day. I just no, I, that. I, I, we'll talk about it. We'll talk okay. about it later. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Okay. Uh, so three uh, countries that have existed for less than a year. Uh, or it did exist for less than a year. All right. Uh, this is a cool list uh, uh, that the Mental Floss put together. Summer of 1846, a band of American settlers in what was then the Mexican territory of California staged a rebellion challenging Mexico's control of the region. On June 14th, more than 30 rebels invaded a Mexican military outpost uh, and placed the general and his family under arrest. Mm-hmm. That's right. The California Republic was declared. Wow. And it was an actual country... Uh, for a little little while, took command of the group on uh, uh, um, July 1st, began occupation of San Francisco. However, just six days later, word spread that American Army forces had marched on Monterey further south and hoisted a United States flag, except effectively establishing California as a new American territory. Mm. So people talk about that. that. That flag is one that people use a lot of times to make fun of California as if it's a Soviet republic. Yeah. <laughs> but it actually is a yeah. real flag. Uh, There was also West Florida. Originally part of the Spanish-American province of New Spain, West Florida encompassed a narrow stretch of land on the Gulf of Mexico, bounded by the Mississippi and Perdido rivers in the uh, west and east, and by the 31st parallel in the north. The coastal cities of Biloxi and Mobile uh, all lay within its borders, as did Baton Rouge. Hmm. Uh, The rebellion, though, was sparked by Spain's reluctance to agree that West Florida had been included in the Louisiana Purchase and uh, its subsequent unwillingness to relinquish the province to the United States. But it, what happened was we eventually got rid of the, uh, the Europeans from our continent, and uh, we've been in better shape ever since. Hmm. Just to sum up. Yeah, I would say that's <laughs> kind of the summer. Yeah. Um, how about the country of Acre? Acre, landlocked region of South America, located roughly where Brazil, uh, Brazil, Bolivia, and Peru meet 500 miles inland from the Pacific coast. Mm-hmm. Originally a Bolivian territory, Acre has declared its uh, independence three times in its history, first in 1899, uh, then in 1900, and then again in 1903. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after a series of indecisive clashes with Brazilian forces, a peace treaty was signed in November that handed Acre over to Brazil. There's a lot of these weird countries that kind of develop in like these unclaimed territories. Mongolia has... Uh, areas like this uh, where, like, no one goes and people occasionally will just claim it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there's also a documentary you can look up online about the country of New Freeland, uh, which uh, was, I believe, in Montana. New Freeland. And uh, declared its okay. uh, independence. Mm. Uh, and then right. um, uh, came up with a national anthem uh, entitled Get Off My Land uh, and then eventually dissolved. I'm going to look that up. <laughs> I'm going to look that up. Uh, meantime, we've got another trailer for you, something that's uh, coming out this Christmas uh, called The Revenant. Revenant? Guy who was left for dead after a bear mulling uh, exacts revenge on people, I think. Huh. Here's a peek. I don't blame him. <clears throat> the Revenant. It's cloudy. And a man is running through the forest. How oh. Necessarily, no, we don't need to narrate. Narrate in our second half. Now he's hitting people in the face with the butt of his gun. Only safe thing to do is track a new course back up online. Then what we gonna do? Out there like a bunch of ducks. You and your half breed son get to walk on out. I'm talking to you. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. yeah. 
Just one shot that makes that bear man. Yeah. Inspired by true events. The proper thing to do would be to finish him off quick. Needs to be cared for as long as necessary. I understand. Oh man. So they try to bury him alive. Apparently. We did what we had to do. Very bright. They didn't do a very good job of it. Because huh. he crawls out of his grave. My dad was my boy. And he took him from this understand. Yeah. He's afraid. He knows how far I came to find him. That looks pretty good. That looks really good. Yeah, I'd, yeah, it does. I'd watch that. It's probably rated R, but I'd I'd, I'd watch that. Yeah, it looks uh, looks pretty good. Uh, you know, not too many bear attack movies I'm interested in. But, uh, I know. That one, that one That's what I was thinking, it too. Works. And that, that one seemed to spark my interest a little bit. Uh, and since Leo DiCaprio has a beard and he looks kind of rough during the movie, he'll be nominated for an Academy Award. Oh, yes. Yeah. Anytime a sexy man nominated. makes himself not yeah. so sexy. Or a woman. Or a woman. Yeah, uh, it would work for Angelina uh, Jolie too. Was, uh, who's, who did Monster? That movie, Monster. Uh, Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron. Yeah, and she made herself look ugly, so therefore she wins an award. How yeah. uh, can you imagine the bravery <laughs> to bravely brave themselves into ugliness? I no, mean, it's, it, oh, I can't. My God. I can't, wow. and that's why she deserved that's that. That's why award. she deserved it. That's why. Back with food in a minute. Oh, food. We got food. a spoon food. segment. Really? Food. Nice. Food. food. Spoons. 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 It's a spoon segment because mm. this is what we do. Yeah. Uh, here we eat on the air. We're the only show brave enough to eat on the air when we're not on a food network. Would you say that's Courage. accurate? Yes. Mm. Mm. Yes. It's the sort of thing I would do. say. Mm -hmm. I would say that. Mm. I would say that screen there. because it's true. Should we, should we uh, so we're not? I, uh, so I think should, that's yes. supposed to kind of like be between us or something. Okay. Mm -hmm. We don't know how to do television. So uh, joining us today, <laughs> Jeffy, stop. <laughs> Jeffy was already trying the products because he's an idiot. It was given to me. It was given to you. That doesn't mean you just jam whatever's given to you into your mouth. That's not the <laughs> Do you know me? <laughs> so we have today uh, some products from Burger King. They're Halloween-themed. Uh, first of all, the uh, which looks delicious, the pumpkin it Oreo is. shake. What do you mean it is? I mean, it looks like it is. Okay. And then we also have this thing, which you got to like the packaging of it. It's yeah. a, uh, a black 
uh, non-racist whopper. whopper. Um, see, it's got like a mummy face there Ooh. you got going on. Now, you, oh gosh. here Look it is. Open it up and see. See, the reason you don't do food that looks like that is because that looks really gross. <laughs> that is one of the strangest uh, things uh, I've ever we seen. We do not like food. I mean, it looks like it's spoiled or yeah. it's got black mold on it or something. Now, I mean, the, the charm here, supposedly, it still smells kind of is inside uh, the bun itself uh-huh. is A1 steak sauce. Oh, really? Okay, so that is supposed to In, wait, flavor... inside the bun is inside A1 the bun. steak sauce? Yeah, so the bun is supposedly flavored like A1 wow. steak sauce. And then I think inside you've got the normal uh, accoutrement of a Whopper. Yeah, you do. Um, which I don't like pickles. Me neither. Or I onions. Mayo. I can deal with the lettuce, onions. Do we have... Although grilled napkins. onions... Here's the thing about onions. Grilled onions, one of the greatest things on the planet. I love mm. them on everything. Should we try it? Because right. you, you have a veggie. They have got, veggie burgers at uh, Burger King? Yeah, Burger King actually sells veggie burgers. I didn't know that. They were Morningstar Farm was one. They're very delicious. Mm. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. So. Okay, so here we go. The All right. black bun. Look at it. Here's the bottom of the bun, by the way. Look at that thing. That's a weird-looking thing. doesn't look good, mm. but it tastes pretty good. I mean, it tastes like a normal burger that you would get at Burger King. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Nice crack. Hmm. Actually, it's not. not it's bad. good, but I don't know that it's I'm tasting a, a heavy A1. I'm not tasting any A1. Presence. I'm just gonna try the bread by itself. Here's just a piece of the black bread, which looks like, like you ever uh, you're using your man grates, let's say, mm-hmm. and uh, you leave a piece of food on there, and then you don't mm-hmm. realize it's kind of like maybe stuck in the back, and then you grill like 14 times. This mm-hmm. is what it looks like. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> that's still good, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. Mean, you can eat it. You throw it in with the other steak once you pull it off there. It's still good. Yeah. Go ahead and keep eating that. I do. Mm. Okay. There's almost no detectable flavor of A1 in it, though, to me. Are you mm. getting A1 at all? No, I'm getting... No. Is there A1 on your sandwich? Not that I know of. No. Because mm-hmm. I am not... Um... I think you made that part up. <clears throat> oh. They're advertising it heavily. Okay. Well, the burger and the cheese... I will say, this good, is it's pretty good, though. I mean, like... It's good. I mean, it's good it because fine. it's good anyway. The black bun is, uh, I don't think it adds much to it, though. I think it's just a... It's a Halloween trick. It's just a it Halloween is. trick, which, by the way, is fine. Yeah. Um, I used to buy the uh, purple ketchup. You ever get the purple ketchup? Mm-mm. Are you drinking the next thing? No. I never saw a purple cow. <laughs> you know, you got a purple shirt on. Well, I can tell you now, I'd rather see the B one. Anyway. So, okay, so the this... second thing we have is an Oreo pumpkin shake. <laughs> I wonder what it tastes like. I don't know, Pat. What, is it th- what do you think? Oh, I, I don't, don't know. know. Let's, Stuart, try, let's it. try it. Let's, let's try talk it, about it a little bit. Okay, let's try it. Is it good? Pat, is it good? What mm. I've had so far, it is. Yes, it's pretty good. Mm. I mean, I'd rather have just a chocolate milkshake, but this is pumpkin, Not bad. Mm. pumpkin spice and Oreo cookies. A little cookies. Oreo kick in it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little tangy. It's got it's a pumpkin different. Uh, taste to it. It's pretty... It's, Fairly uh, uh, aggressive mm-hmm. pumpkin taste, I would say, uh, yeah, for, for a shake. Mm-hmm. Could be a little bit thicker. Mm. Well, I'm oh, sure yeah. that it was at one time. Yeah, there was a transportation loss mm-hmm. there of that, I would think, Jeffy. But it, no, it's good. I would eat oh. this Halloween meal. Yeah, I think I would eat you this know? Halloween meal, too. In fact, I am eating Currently this Halloween meal. Eating uh, this. We have uh, mm. Michael Pelkin mm. from the Blaze on. Come on, Mike. Hello, gentlemen. Michael Hi. Pelka, welcome uh, to the program. Wow. How's Thank it going? you. Pleasure to be back. Mm, yes, uh, we're just, uh, as you probably saw, trying the uh, Burger King Halloween meal. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing and watching and, and mm-hmm. uh, hoping you read the story I posted yesterday about the meal. We read every no. story. Out the Did place, you talk Mike. about how what delicious it is? I didn't opine on the uh, on the taste, but I oh. actually I had one last night for dinner, and I agree that it was quite good. Uh, yeah. I, unlike you, I tasted the A one. Oh, really? Really? I, I, really? I'm not getting, I'm not getting it at all. We got oh man, the Texas Burger Kings got ripped off with the A one. Yeah, they did. Maybe. So, what was the story about? Was it just about the promotion? Uh, a little bit, and about a surprising effect that uh, some. Consumers are experiencing after they eat the uh, the black bund Halloween Whopper. Really? And what is that, Michael? Well, Pat, I don't I don't think you've ever spent a St. Patrick's Day consuming a lot of green beer, but I suspect no. Stu no. and Jeffy may have <laughs> a couple times. Sure. The next day, if you are overserved, there's a different experience oh, no. that some consumers have. Uh-huh. When uh, eliminating the previous day's celebration. You're talking about green poop here? Yes, I am. Hmm. And uh, this seems to be the effect wow. of, the, of the Halloween Whopper. Something to look forward it, to. The burger turns your poop green? Uh, some well, people report blue. Uh, this journalist <laughs> can safely uh, admit to a, a green effect. <laughs> I would journalist. That that's, um... <laughs> that's not journalism, Mike. <laughs> Talking about your poop... <laughs> On a national media source is not journalism. No, I, there are scatologists who make a good living doing just this. Too. Really? I did, not, I did not know that. Well, I can't tell you how much we appreciate yeah. your addition Thank to the you. program today, Mike. Did you, have, did, um, you get a, did you get a pumpkin shake, too, last night, Mike? I did not. Uh, I, I was trying to make sure that I had a control group in the study, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to add too we, many we colors. We may have something to new spectrum. to report for your story tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, maybe the pumpkin shake is the antidote. Um, <laughs> we'll let you know on that one, Mike. We'll look for a new posting. Uh, thank you so much. By the way, uh, what time is your uh, show on, on Saturdays? Uh, thank you. It uh, follows the Jeff Fisher show, 8 to 10 Eastern, uh, 7 to 9 Central. Nice. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people say, like, oh, I don't want to follow him. In this case, you actually do because it's going to look so much better in comparison. Uh, so blaze.com slash radio. Uh, Thanks, Piero Mike, for Pelka. the good news. Yeah, check it out. That's great. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We appreciate that update. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not sure how much more of this I'm going to eat, but I can tell you uh, we wanted to finish this yeah. list off from earlier in the week. Uh, from uh, BuzzFeed, who did a great job putting together some food that I really oh. want. And I talked to your wife yesterday. She was here, Jeff. I know. She reminded me last uh, night. That she's <laughs> going to try to make this peanut butter cookie lasagna we talked about. Oh, really? Um, Do we have a picture about. of that still? I don't know. Do you have the peanut butter cookie lasagna hand, handy by any chance? It's number be- uh, six. Because that looked uh, really good. Really good. So mm-hmm. she, when, he, when is... Uh, she's going to make the other thing, too, I think. I when's think the big day that she's going to do that? Yeah. When do we get the food? Whenever I decide to let her Why bake. Why isn't it today? Whenever I decide to let her bake. She's got house cleaning to do today. <laughs> if you only knew how oh, reverse man. of reality <laughs> oh, man. Jeffy's comments are. Uh, here is uh, Peter Butter Cookie Lasagna, and it looks freaking really good, and I oh, want to eat it all delicious. the time. Because oh, yeah. look, look at the marshmallow oh, oozing gosh. all over the so, <laughs> so freaking good. All right, uh, do we have, yeah, um, let's do number 12, a chocolate lasagna. This is, I think, where we yeah, left off the list. Yeah, this is what she's going to make, too. I she's going to make chocolate yeah, lasagna? Okay. All right. Oh, wow. See, I, mean, that, I don't know if that works as lasagna. That just looks like a chocolate cream pie, right? <laughs> yes, like, but I still want it. I still want it immediately. Uh, then we've got the Samoa sheet cake. Again, I would be all in on this. I'm a big Samoa mm. fan. 
Um, you know what I actually okay. had last night? My uh, wife brought back from some party she went to. What? Um, homemade Butterfingers. Homemade like Butterfingers? It tastes like Never a Butterfinger. It was a homemade nice. Butterfinger. Really? It was unbelievable. Nice. That's I want cool. another one How right do you now. do that... Um, you know that uh, brown stuff that's crunchy. How yeah, do, it was. It wasn't quite as crunchy that? as like regular toffee or something. Yeah, I guess yeah. it wasn't quite as crunchy as that, but it tasted just like it, and it had the same. Did texture. it really? Yeah, it was really good. Huh. Um, how about uh, zebra bun cake? We got that one. All right, zebra bun cake. The bun cake is a positive uh, development. Yeah, that is. Nothing ever. There's the, a place in uh, around here that's called nothing, nothing bun cakes. cakes. Nothing bun yeah. cakes. I actually think it's a national chain. Really good. At some level. Is it? Uh, yeah, and like yeah, there, some of those okay. are really good. Uh, we got time for one more. Some more stuffed cookies. Uh, ooh, uh, oh yeah. Oh. Yes. Okay. Maybe yes one more after almost that. Almost everything here. Three ingredient yeah. boozy ice box cake. <laughs> uh, boozy ice box. Probably cake? not for you. Probably huh? not. And uh, well, that's probably all we have for. All right. There you go. But it looks really yummy, and we like to eat things. Uh, so, <laughs> see ya. Don't get your uh, let your poop turn green. <laughs> Thank you. Good safety tip. Mm -hmm.